This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. Yo, 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 We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Hey guys, welcome back for another gangplank report. I am so relieved that this is the last time that we have to talk about this season. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. Oh, tired. Tired, tired, tired of talking about the same thing every week and so glad it's done. I mean, I'm glad we're not on video because I really just don't have a good poker face and I never have. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and I just can't contain my own eye rolling at this point with this season. Yeah, if my daddy were alive, he'd be smacking them out of my head right now, too, because mine rolled a ton last night. <laughs> it just wasn't even that interesting. We're going to call it non-confidential conversation. And that was one of the things that stuck out to me last night when Jessica and Heather were going at it. Heather said, when I was having my confidential conversation with Fraser... That just, to me, set the tone for the whole night because that's the obnoxious attitude. There's no confidential conversation on reality television. And when those excuses start flying, you know it's just going to be an excuse fest and it was exhausting. I was really proud of Jess for sticking up for herself and all of that too. Me too. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I was cheering her on and I didn't realize that she had lost 15 pounds anxiety can do that and I can understand not wanting to address it on television I mean look what happened last time it came up on tv so I get why she didn't want it to be the focus or her storyline and I'm glad with the hindsight of that knowing what was really going on with her that she took care of herself and said this isn't worth it yeah, I mean, I think that all around, she seems like a pretty level-headed girl, and I am sad that we didn't get to see more of her. I totally understand why we didn't, and I'm happy for her that she just exited stage left. She was like, I don't need this. Right, and I think it's like you've said before, there are some people who are just too normal for the show, and I think that suits her perfectly. I don't think she wants any of the baloney that goes along with it. And so she's better in her job where she is now. And she seemed really happy about it. And she gets to be close to her grandparents. So good on her. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. And I think for what it's worth, she didn't seem like she was too terribly traumatized by the situation, which makes me happy too. Yeah, Because it could have easily gone a different direction for her personally, if it had carried on. Right. I think. 
I do too. I agree with you. The other alternative title for this episode was going to be We Come at You with Love because I did love her smackdown <laughs> of Heather when Heather tried to say that. You know, we came from a place of love. She's like, love? Really, Heather? Love? <laughs> so believe it or not, we do come from a place of love here at Gangplank, but just not today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the fact that we're almost done with this. That's oh the love gosh. that I have for this. I know. I'm very excited. I do want to touch real quick. Jake wasn't there. We've seen tidbits about why. I don't want to talk about it for the same reason that Jessica wanted to keep her stuff quiet. If he wants to talk about it and he wants to open up about it, we can talk about it one day. But I don't like to speculate about those things, even if his castmates don't mind doing that. I do mind doing that. So I'm sorry he wasn't there. He endeared himself to me more by the end of the season. And I do like the dynamic with him and Fraser, but I was sorry he wasn't there and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think it's anybody else's business to air his dirty laundry when they have their own, you know, it's like, don't throw sticks if you live in a glass house, really. Mm-hmm. exactly do we want to talk about that glass house <laughs> yeah I'm not sure there's much else to talk about besides the glass house yeah it was frustrating to me so you and I both watched her YouTube interview and for those of you who haven't watched it we're talking about Raina I actually stopped part of the way through it <laughs> And Adrian said, no, no, you have to go watch. It gets even worse. And I was like, okay. So I grudgingly watched the rest of it. Everybody who listens to this knows I had been firmly on her side until the finale episode. That whole thing was a mess. There are some things about it where I felt some validation that I had seen some of her perspective and why she did the things she did. I do not get, I still don't get how she can justify what she said to Wes and then only give him, I'm sorry if you felt that way, which is when she said Heather's apology wasn't sincere last night on the reunion, that seems to me like the most insincere apology you can give because one, you're saying if you felt that way, like there's some doubt that that's occurring. And he made it pretty clear, even on the reunion, what it was about that. And he was very cool about it in the moment and just kind of let it go and didn't want to blow it up. And when we talked to him last week, we saw he's that kind of guy. He's very good hearted and really wants to find a good intersection where everybody can be happy and get along and live their best lives, that kind of thing. Well, and he also wants all of this to be a teachable moment. He even said that on the reunion last night, as opposed Mm -hmm. to let's just bash everybody because we can't. Right. Which says a lot about his character. Absolutely, it does. And I feel like the fact that she had from the time the show ended until before the reunion to make that good if she wanted to. To apologize to him. Right. Yes. To apologize to him for what she said, but to allow her friend, the podcast host, to say F Wes over and over. Was it F Wes or F U S? Yeah. One of them. Both. Yeah. Over and over and over again was obnoxious. I don't care if that is your buddy. 
I don't believe your apology when you're not saying to your friend who's doing this interview with you, stop, that's enough. It went on and on and on. And I was really repulsed by it. Among many other things I was repulsed by, yes. Yeah. Think what you will about me being a waffler. I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to point out bad behavior on both sides. I'm not in anybody's pocket. I'm telling you exactly what I feel. I was on Raina's side up until she flipped and did something that I consider equally painful to Wes and directed it at him. And the only apology she offered up was, I'm sorry if you felt that way. You're being far kinder than I intend to be. I think it's all BS. I think it's all for attention and her victimhood is disgusting to me. The way that she has played this whole thing out, there's nothing to glean from that in any kind of a constructive way and nothing constructive was her intent. And I think it's BS and I really, really have a problem with the way that she addressed Wes and the fact that she had, like you said, nine damn months Mm -hmm. to give him a sincere apology without a camera around and she did nothing. And then she acts like she's all peace, love, and groove. I don't believe it. I think it's an act and I'm going to call it like I see it. It's bullshit is what it is. And I'm so glad that I never have to see her ever, ever, ever again. Yeah. I can understand if she's still angry with production or with Eddie. If Eddie, I'm not even going to say if Eddie said that. We saw the clip last night. Eddie did say that to her as much as he tried to say, I can't remember the conversation was nine months ago, which somebody made a good point on Twitter last night about why are the below deck reunions filmed so much farther after the actual episode airs. And I think, and you can help me with this, doesn't it have to do with editing happens like really close up to the point where it's airing? Is that not true? Yes. They have such a tight, schedule to get the show edited and to figure out what storylines they're going to follow that they still have to do pickups I mean they were still doing pickups up until like a month ago I think in order to get everything tied together it's just because they run on such a tight schedule now I mean it took them a year and a half Mm -hmm. to edit my one season of the show and my one season of the show is not nearly as long as the seasons are now I think we had 10 11 11 episodes maybe and so they have to run on a really tight time frame in order to be able to meet their publishing schedule for bravo right and so that's where that comes from and so yeah they have to wait to film the reunions because they don't know what to talk about with them at the reunions until they know what the show is right and obviously get fan responses because a lot of those were fan-driven questions too. And if the fans don't see the show before they film the reunion, how are they going to know what questions to ask? That is a good point. So we've seen the clip. We know Eddie said that. The only thing to determine is the motivation behind why he said that. Raina's perception is that he said that to buddy up with production or something so they could flip it on her. I think he said that for the reason he said he did because he didn't understand and he was trying to equate. I think he thought he heard someone say that, thought it might be her. I don't think that it was that conspiratorial. Eddie's not been with the show nonstop for nine years. I don't know how close he is with production. I don't see this as some conspiracy against Raina. Do I think that they were trying to 
mitigate it as best they could. Yes, but I don't know necessarily that they were trying to flip it on her, like that they told Eddie to say this to her, right? So, so they would have a way I, to. Turn I mean, it. it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I would think that's too many loose ends. Bravo doesn't like loose ends where the true story can get out. That would have to go through a lot of people. But like you said, it's a possibility. I just don't think it's a probability. So I think it was just Eddie trying to process and better understand the situation in a very bad, probably the worst way that he could have done it. Yeah, and then her trying to defend herself by saying that she walked down the aisle at graduation with the leader of the LGBT community. I just, I perfected my Rena inspired eye roll on all of that. Yeah. I kind of just want to be done. <laughs> I'm just tired. I don't feel like I misplaced my loyalty during the season because I do feel like what Heather did was unacceptable. And I don't feel like Heather was sincere. We can flip into her a little bit on this. I don't know if you've ever had to deal with someone who's a total narcissist, but I think I finally found what it is about Heather that drives me nuts. And it's the way of flipping on a dime where she was being very snotty with Jess and barking at her until Jess mentioned that she had lost the 15 pounds due to anxiety. And then all of a sudden the soft Heather came up and it was just like, oh, and I really should have offered you apology. And I've thought this whole time that I should have, when she was just defending that she had nothing to apologize for until that came up. And a narcissist is very good at reading a room and knowing what people are going to respond negatively to them about. And so they cut it off right away. They cut it off at the knees. And I watched her do that several times last night. And there was a time when they were asking about Rachel and Andy asked them, raise your hand if you thought Rachel's the best chef that they've ever worked with. And everybody raised their hand. And then Heather had to go on a soliloquy about Rachel. And it was dead silent afterwards. Like everybody was awkwardly uncomfortable because she took it too far into the love bombing phase that narcissists like to do where they just pile on the compliment. So I have now figured out why Heather drives me crazy is because she triggers me and reminds me of a narcissist I dealt with once. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I wholeheartedly agree with all the things that you just said. I didn't analyze it that deeply. Because <laughs> you're not a psycho like me. <laughs> I guess I don't think of things as deeply as you do. And I appreciate the fact that our perspectives are different because I'm not watching it with that much of a thought hat on, if that makes sense. Yeah. You want to be entertained. Yes. And sadly, this season was not that entertaining. And I'm grateful that we're almost done with it because I loved Wes, still love Wes. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that in all of this, he seems to have come out of things well. And that makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. I would love to see him on a different season where he would thrive a little bit more. I'm really glad that Lee recognized what a great guy he is and how hard he worked. I thought right. that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was glad he got Lee's gold star. He gets our MVP for sure. I'm happy that he seems to be happy down in St. Thomas now. So that's all good. 
I'm also happy that it appears Fraser is a chief stew now. So that gives us potential for next season of maybe not seeing Honolulu Barbie. Oh, oh, can I just say something stupid? <laughs> of course. Like that's going to differ from any other week on here. <laughs> I will have to say that it seems like Rachel and Heather definitely watch a lot of Bravo television reunions because both of them were dressed like they were going to the Emmys <laughs> and all the dudes were in sweaters. And I mean, Jessica had a cute little sundress on. Raina kind of had a normal dress on, but both Heather and Rachel were dressed like they were expecting to be at a Real Housewives reunion, which made me laugh very hard. I watched the episode last night, the reunion with my old roommate, because uh-huh. we used to watch Below Deck together when I was in town. Fun! And she was, she made the comment that Rachel looked like she was wearing something that a figure skater would wear. Yeah. Like maybe she was trying to promote the Olympics. It is the Winter Olympics going on right now. Could be. <laughs> and it's all on the NBC network. So maybe she was trying to promote the Olympics. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a weird little side thing that I just found funny when all the screens pop up and you're seeing Wes, I think, had his company's logo on his shirt and he was like in a cable knit. It was not formal and it just seemed like two of these things did not belong in this picture. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, was there anything else that stood out to you? Because I'm really kind of over it. Yeah, no, I'm glad we're done with this. I mean, I have enjoyed all of our super fan interviews. I've loved them. Again, very special thanks to Tiffany and Roy who stepped up when I was on charter and unable to participate. I'm so grateful to both of you. Thank you. We love you guys. Yes. And all of our super fans were awesome. We are gearing up for below deck sailing now so if any of you want to jump in and tell us your thoughts about below deck sailing or any other facet of below deck please hit us up on gangplankreport at gmail.com or on our instagram or twitter we are trying to set up a schedule for super fans now so looking forward to all of that i'm so damn grateful this season is over i'm actually hitting my head on a wall right now because i'm just that over it yeah <laughs> I am too. And we are taking a much needed break. Next week is a galley talk and we're not going to recap other people recapping a show. That's a little too meta even for us. So we will see you the following week is the season premiere of Glow Deck Sailing. That's February 21st. I'm pretty sure the galley talks airing next week at eight. So I think that they're going to keep the eight o'clock Eastern time slot, but check your local listings and don't forget to rate review and subscribe to gangplank. So we are right in your inbox and you don't miss us when we're back on the air. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us this season. And we will sail away with you in a little over a week. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.